Good morning. It's Friday, April 20th, 2012. Audible presents the New York Times Audio Digest. Here's what's making news on the front page this morning. Fears rise. U.S. recovery may falter. For Democrats, maps toughen race for the House. And in the cellar, hopes to solve the 79 case of a missing boy. In this morning's national headlines, a hiccup in providing free school breakfasts. Veterans Department to increase mental health staffing. And Democrats are joining Republicans on Keystone Pipeline. In this morning's financial headlines, at two meetings, concerns for a tarnished Europe. Little relief for Nokia in Windows Phone success. And Morgan Stanley profit rises 27% to $1.4 billion. There will be more business stories, along with more international news, a roundup from the sports page, and New York Times columnist David Brooks. Now from the editors of the New York Times, here are the stories on today's front page. The top stories written from Washington by Annie Lowry and headlined, Fears Rise, U.S. Recovery May Falter. Some of the same spoilers that interrupted the recovery in 2010 and 2011 have emerged again, raising fears that the winter's economic strength might dissipate in the spring. In recent weeks, European bond yields have started climbing. In the United States and elsewhere, high oil prices have sapped spending power. American employers remain skittish about hiring new workers, and new claims for unemployment insurance have risen, and stocks have declined. There's a light recovery blowing in a spiral wind with dark clouds on the horizon. Christine Lagarde, managing director of the International Monetary Fund, said Thursday at the start of meetings that will focus on Europe's troubles and global growth. Lagarde urged world leaders not to become complacent. Forecasters have said that the trends point to a moderation of economic growth in the United States, but they still expect the recovery to continue this year. The slowdown in part reflects an unusually warm winter, which pulled forward economic activity, making January and February seem artificially good, and perhaps making recent weeks look worse than they truly are. Still, the breadth of the recent weakening of activity shows that the economy remains fragile, as is typical in the years following a financial crisis. The Standard & Poor's 500 stock index had been generally rising from last summer through March, but has fallen more than 3% since early April. Initial jobless claims had been on a long, slow fall since 2011, but have jumped about 6% in the last three weeks, according to a Labor Department report released Thursday. Persistent economic worries about a potential slowdown in the near term and almost certain sluggish growth in the long term have formed the backdrop for the annual spring meetings of the IMF and World Bank. Finance ministers and central bankers are convening in Washington to discuss how to lift growth and reduce unemployment. The fund this week upgraded its estimate of global growth in 2012 and 2013 from estimates in January, but did so with caveats. An uneasy calm remained, said Olivia Blanchard, the IMF's chief economist, one has the feeling that at any moment, things could well get very bad again. Policymakers in Washington also have domestic worries. Speaking on Wednesday at the Brookings Institution, Treasury Secretary Timothy Geithner noted the recovery had been slow by historical standards and cautioned that headwinds remained. Europe and the United States together account for about a third of global trade flows, and their financial systems are inextricably linked. Geithner has urged European leaders to keep up efforts to bring down bond yields and bolster growth.
it's very important to get that balance right between growth and austerity, he said. You're undermining the prospects for some stability in growth by cutting too fast, he added.